0: Amen. What a blessing. That is a question we all have to answer, isn't it? Is anything too hard for God? And I'm, I'm thankful for the fact that we serve the one true living God tonight. With all that's going on in this world, I cannot imagine being a lost person. The hopelessness, all that is going on. But we have that blessed hope that's found in Jesus Christ. I'd invite you to turn with me tonight to Luke chapter 8 this evening. Luke chapter 8. And um, I also forgot to put this in there. If you would, please... Tell the students you're praying for them. Um, They're raising support. They're not working this semester. And if you've ever gone through college, that's a pretty difficult thing to do, Um, especially a whole semester, four months. So if you wouldn't mind, at least pray for them, get to know them. They don't bite. Um, Sometimes I do, I guess. My wife tells me I can bite sometimes a little hard. But, you know, they they don't bite. And so I encourage you, get to know them, pray for them. And it would be an encouragement to them. They've stepped out by faith, trusting the Lord to see what He's going to do with their lives. But in Luke chapter 8 tonight, we're going to begin reading in verse 22. This is a very familiar passage of Scripture. In Luke 8, verse 22, we'll read down to verse 25, where the Bible begins and says this, Now it came to pass on a certain day that he, Christ, went into a ship with his disciples, and he said unto them, Let us go over unto the other side of the lake. And they launched forth. But as they sailed, he fell asleep, and there came down a storm of wind on the lake, and they were filled with water and were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we perish. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was a calm. And he said unto them, Where is your faith? And they, being afraid, wondered, saying one to another, What manner of man is this? For he commandeth even the winds and water, and they obey him. Let's pray. Father. As we come before thee tonight. We thank thee for this blessed opportunity that you've given us to gather around your word, to gather around your word publicly without fear of political persecution. Yes. We thank you for the freedom that we've been given in this country. Father, we thank you for the freedom that we have in Christ the fact that we have soul liberty, that we have eternal life, a present possession. Father, I pray tonight that you'd hide me behind your cross, that you'd allow me to preach in your resurrecting power. Give me the words to say, may you be lifted up to draw all men unto you. Father, I pray for maybe a soul that is here tonight that does not know thee as Savior, that tonight would be the night that they come to know you. I pray, Father, for the Christian here maybe struggling with discouragement, sicknesses or family problems that father that through your word that you would speak to them oh holy spirit may we be yielded to what you desire to do in our lives it's in your precious and holy name ask all these things amen the thought i want to give to you tonight is found in verse 25 where christ asked his disciples this question where is your faith where is your faith all of us go through storms of life I heard someone say one time, you're either in the midst of a storm, you're coming out of a storm, or you're going to be going through a storm soon. We all encounter things of life. Maybe it's a sickness. Maybe it's a family problem. Maybe it's with work or your social things that go on. Whatever the case may be, we all go through storms, and oftentimes we go through storms that we cannot control. And the question we have to ask ourselves when we go through these storms, and through those storms, I should say, is simply this. Where is our faith? When we go through the storms of life, when you and I go through the storms of life, who do we place our faith in when we encounter the storms? When you come to this passage of Scripture, the disciples are gone with Jesus. They've gotten to a boat. They're going across the Sea of Galilee and a storm hits, a storm that is so powerful that they think they are going to die that day. Christ, as we know, they awake him, and Christ rebukes the storm, and Christ has this simple question for them. The simple question I have for all of us tonight. Where is your faith? We know that faith in Hebrews 11, verse 6, it says this, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. In 1 John 5, verse 4, the Bible says this, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is a victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. By way of introduction, i want to say this. In verse 22, we find it says, Now it came to pass on a certain day that he went into a ship with his disciples, and he said unto them, let us go over onto the other side of the lake, and they launched forth. I'm going to say this, friend. You are never going to see the power of God in your life till you get in the boat with Christ. There's a lot of Christians that want to see God do things in their life, but they're not willing to get in the boat with him. They would rather stay on land in the security of what they have in this life rather than get in the boat with Christ and see him do the miraculous. Can I say this, friend? If you go on through this pastor's scripture, you find that there's a demon-possessed man on the other side that God heals. There's other things that go on. The woman that had the blood issue, guess what? That is in the same chapter. Can I say this, friend? You will not see the power of God in your life till you get in the boat. Amen. We often make fun of the disciples. We say, Peter, he couldn't, he couldn't keep his mouth shut, right? Always had to put foot in the mouth and he inserted deeper and deeper every time. But one thing you can say for Peter, at least he got in the boat with Christ. With all their faults and failures, at least these men got in the boat with Christ. Let me ask you something. Are you in the boat with Christ tonight or are you still on the land? Are you willing to step out by faith tonight or are you still on the land? Is God calling you to keep stepping forward? You're saying, no, Lord, I gotta stay on the land tonight. It's too secure for me. Friend, let me say this. You're never gonna see the power of God in your life till you get in the boat with him. And tonight, I'm gonna simply talk about four things you can place your faith in when you encounter storms. Four things, four people that you can place your faith in when you encounter storms. The first one is yourself. When you read this passage of scripture, it says, and they launched forth, in verse 23, but as they sailed, he fell asleep, and there came down a storm of wind on the lake, and they were filled with water and were in jeopardy. Can I remind you tonight, friend, that these men that were on the boat were experienced men upon the water. If you encounter when Christ called them, many of them were fishermen. Many of them spent their whole life on the seas. It wasn't uncommon in the Sea of Galilee to encounter a storm, but this storm was so powerful that these men thought they were gonna die that night. Can I say this, friends? There will come a storm in your life that you won't be able to control. And one of the problems I believe as a Christian, the longer we are saved, is the fact that we begin to place our faith off of Christ and begin to place our faith back upon ourselves. Oh, this storm, God, I can handle it. Oh, this storm, God, it's not too hard. Let me do this one this time. But may I say this, God isn't looking for you to control the storm because he's already in control. And we need to be reminded as Christians tonight that it's not in faith in ourselves that we should be placed our faith in. It's our faith in God. In Psalm 107, if you wouldn't mind turning there, we find a familiar passage of scripture where it talks about what happens when we place our faith within ourselves when we encounter the storms of life. In Psalm 107, if you wouldn't mind turning there, we'll begin reading in verse 23 here in a moment. But we need to be reminded as Christians that we are not, when we encounter storms, it's not about what, our, what we can do. It's not about our strength. It's about placing our faith in God. Amen. In verse 23, we'll read down to verse 27. It says this, they that go down to the sea and ships that do business in great waters. These see the works of the Lord and his wonders in, his, in the deep. For he commandeth and raiseth the stormy wind, which lifteth up the waves thereof. They mount up to the heaven. They go down again to the depths. Their soul is melted because of trouble. Verse 27, they reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man and are at their wind's end. Friend, when you and I go through the storms of life and we place our faith in ourselves, Can I tell you this? You're going to be brought to your wit's end. When I place my faith in myself, I'll be brought to my wit's end in the storms of life. These men thought they had it. These men thought they had control, but they encountered a storm that day that was far more powerful than they could control it. And I want to remind you tonight, friend. when we encounter the storms of life, if you're here tonight and you're going through something, if you're going through a health issue, family issue, financial issue, whatever the case may be, may I remind you, don't place your faith in yourself because you're going to be brought to your wit's end. We see, secondly, you can place your faith in the boat. It says, now that they came past on a certain day, he went into a ship with his disciples. The ship is a picture of God's will. But may I say this, oftentimes people, if you can encounter people that go through difficult times, well, I thought this was God's will. Can I say this, friend? The circumstances and all that is around us Friend, we need to be reminded it's not God's will that we depend upon, it's the God of the will. And when these people encountered that storm that night, it says this in verse 23, but as they sailed, he fell asleep and there came down a storm of wind on the lake and they were filled with water and were in jeopardy. I wonder if have you ever been to a point like that in your life where you followed God, you know where you need to be and a storm hits and the waters start coming in, the waves start crashing, holes start coming into the ship, And you wonder, what am I doing out here? Can I tell you something, friend? It's not the boat, it's the God in the boat. And when these men, I truly believe their faith began to lack because of the fact that they began to look to the circumstances around them rather than trusting the fact that God was with them in the storm. Can I remind you tonight, friend, that what is going on in this country, all the turmoil and the chaos, all that's happening in Ukraine and Russia, all that's okay. You know why? Because as long as we're with God, that boat will never sink. I want to remind you tonight, friend, if you're with God tonight, going through the difficulties that you may be going through, trust him. Why? Because the boat he's on, the boat he's in will never sink because he's the victorious savior. Too many people quit on God in the storms because they look to the boat, they look to the storm, they look to all the circumstances around them and they say, you know what? This can't be God's will, so I'm turning back. But friend, let me remind you tonight, as long as God's in your boat, you're gonna get safely through. I don't know how and I don't know when and I don't know where, but God will bring you through. Why? Because he's with you. We see thirdly, not only can you look to yourself for faith, not only can you look to the ship, but you can also look to the storm. The Bible says here that this storm was so powerful that they began to fear for the lives and they cried out to God, saying, master, master, we perish. Friends, it's a temptation sometimes when we're overwhelmed with what's going on to think, man, we're never getting out of this. It's a temptation to look at our country and think, man, this is, this is it. We're not getting out of this. Maybe in your own life, you're going through something right now and you're thinking, Lord, how am I going to get out of this? Friend, may I remind you that the God that was in the boat is also the God that's in control of the storm of your life tonight. May I remind you that all it took was for your God, for your Savior, the same God that spoke this. All he did is he got up and he rebuked the wind and the waves, and there was a calm. I love how it says that word rebuke. That word rebuke has the idea of how God rebuked the devil, he spoke with authority. He said, you're not in charge, I'm in charge. And I want to remind you tonight, the circumstances you're going through tonight, God's in charge. Their circumstances may crash around you and they make it may get higher and higher, but I remind you tonight that that same God that was there that moment in that storm, that day is the same God that's in control of the storms you're going through tonight. Nothing is more powerful than our God. And we see lastly, you can place your faith in the Savior. I love how it says this Master, Master, we perished. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was a calm. Can I say this? That same God that did that for those men is the same God that can do that for you tonight. That's right. That's right. That same God that went through the storm with them is the same God that's going through the storms with you tonight as a Christian. All it took was Jesus Christ to get up and say, hey, you know what? That's enough, it's over. I'm in control. And I want to remind you tonight, friend, I don't know how God will get you through the storm and I don't know how he'll do all those things, but all it takes is for the master to get up and say, it's done. Peace, be still. The challenge that is for us tonight is found in verse 25, where he says this, where is your faith? And they being afraid wondered, saying one to another, what manner of man is this? For he commandeth even the winds and water and they obey him. The challenge for us tonight, friend, is how are we going to respond when we go through the storms of life? These men responded correctly. They saw God in a different way. The way they saw God before the storm, they saw him differently after the storm. They were filled with wonder and amazement that God would take the time to get him through that storm. And can I say this, friend? There are two choices when we go through the storms of life. We can either become bitter at God or we can turn to God in amazement and wonder and thank Him for what He's done. How many Christians should be in this church tonight, but because the storm and the situation, they looked to that rather than Christ and they allowed themselves to become bitter? How many people allowed those things to happen in their life and they're no longer in church, they're no longer reading their Bible? Can I say this, friend? God doesn't desire for you to go through the storm so you can become bitter at Him. God desires for you to go through the storm so that you can see Him in a greater way. And by the way, when you read this passage and other passages, they said that there were ships that were around them. Can I say this, friend? There are other people that are watching you and how you go through the storms of life. When you and I go through with bitterness and anger and hurt and we make it known to others, may I say this, that hurts our testimony. But more importantly, it hurts the testimony of Christ. Because Christ brought these men through this storm so that they could see him and that others could see him. I often wonder when Peter and those that were beaten and put in prison later on, I often wonder if Peter thought about this storm while he's being beaten, thinking, man, God got me through th- that. He'll get me through this tonight. Yeah. Can I say this, friend? God brings us through storms so that way we can be drawn closer to him. God brings us through storms so that way when we go through another one, we can say he's brought me through one. He'll bring me through this one. But the question we have to ask ourselves tonight is simply this, where's our faith? Who are we gonna place our faith in? You may say, I'm not in a storm right now, Brother Dan. I'm I'm all through, but may I say this, there may be another one coming. And it may be more severe than the last one. Who are you gonna place your faith in in those moments? Are you gonna say, I've got it all figured out. I know what to do, I can handle this. As Americans, we have trouble with that, don't we? Because we think we can handle it. Because that's the way our society is. May I say this? God is looking for Christians in this church tonight to simply say, Lord, I'm placing my faith in you. Amen. I was reminded earlier this week, we were at a conference and a man was speaking. And he was talking about Horatio Spafford. I don't know if many of you have heard that name, but he was a well-known businessman, lawyer in the 1800s around the time of D.L. Moody when he was evangelizing in Chicago. And Horatio Spafford had three daughters, I believe, and a son. He lost his son to cholera, I believe, fever at an early age. And Horatio Spafford was a great supporter of D.L. Moody. And D.L. Moody was preaching over in England one time. And he went over and uh, Horatio Spafford and his wife decided they were going to follow him and try to be encouragement. And as they were getting ready to get on a ship to go to England, Horatio Spafford got news that he needed to go back to Chicago to finish up some news, uh, some business. So he returned back to Chicago, told his wife and his daughters, I'll meet you over. While they went over across the Atlantic, they encountered a storm and it sunk the ship. And his wife telegraphed him in England and said, saved alone. He lost his daughters in that storm. His, sons were, his son was gone, his daughter, daughters were gone. I don't have any children. I cannot imagine though the pain that that had to be. But it said while Horatio Spafford went to his wife and they were going and he was going across the ocean, he coined these words. And it's simply this, when he came across that storm where they estimated where that boat went down, this is what he wrote. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. Though Satan should buffet, though trials should come, that let this blessed assurance control that Christ has regarded my helpless estate and has shed his own blood for my soul. I think when Horatio Spafford went through that storm, the question he had to answer is where is his faith? And I dare say he answered it well by saying, Christ, Christ is my control. My question for you is is this your testimony? When you go through the storms of life, can you sing it as well with my soul? Or are you growing bitter to what's going on around you? Where's your faith? Where's my faith tonight? The first question I have as we begin to prepare our hearts for invitation is simply this, is do you know Christ as your Savior? I grew up in a church. I grew up in an independent Baptist church all my life, but for 19 years, I sat in pews just like this. But it wasn't until December of 2013 That I realized for the first time in my life, if I were to die that night, I would spend eternity in hell. Not because I was a bad person or because I had done something, but because I was a sinner. And my sin had to be paid for. But Jesus Christ, 2,000 years ago, paid for my sin. He came to the cross, lived a sinless, perfect life. Bled and died for my sins. Paid the price for my sins and rose again three days later to give me eternal life, to give you eternal life. My question, first and foremost, is, is your faith in Christ? Friends, can I tell you this? Your pride is not worth an eternity in hell. Your job, your family, your social status is not worth an eternity without God. The Bible says hell is a lake of fire, everlasting torment, May I encourage you tonight, if you are not 100% sure, now is the accepted time. Now is the time of salvation. Don't let your religion send you to a Christless eternity. For the Christian tonight, I have this simple question Where's your faith? As you go through the trials of life, where's your faith? When you encounter things that don't go your way, where's your faith? Is it in God? Is it in you? Is it in God's will? Is it in the boat? Is it in the circumstances? I pray it's in the Savior. Where is your faith? Father, as we conclude this time, I thank you so much for your word. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for this this encounter, this true biblical story of what you did. Lord, the question we all have to answer is, where's our faith tonight? Who are we placing our faith in? Father, may we all say we're looking unto thee. May we be like Horatio Spafford and say, it is well with my soul, not because of who we are, but because of who you are and what you've done. Lord, I pray maybe for the soul that is here tonight that does not know thee as Savior, that is placing their faith in all the wrong things. I pray that tonight would be the night that your Holy Spirit would reveal to them that's only in Jesus Christ. And Father, may you receive all the praise, honor, and glory for what you'll do. In Christ's name, ask all of these things. Amen.